Hebrews chapter 11. You got your Bibles out? Hebrews chapter 11 is one of those uh, all-star chapters. Now, I would probably say that about everything I preach. Not that my preaching is all-star, but that the Scripture is all-star. But Hebrews 11 is one of those that you need when you start to fall down, when you start to have problems, you need to get out Hebrews 11 and be recharged. Um, I'm going to kind of review what we did last week. I only got through three scriptures, three verses last week. The, the Spirit of God fell so hard, I felt like in worship, uh, we, didn't, we didn't do much. I didn't do much preaching. Um, but I want, you to, I, want to, I want to tell you, I believe the Spirit of God is here tonight. I believe that when we exalt Him, He... Um, he, I, believe, I believe he is awakened. I believe that he notices us exalting him. And us singing about the blood, us singing about I exalt thee, I exalt you, Lord, I believe it moves God. Now let's continue that with the word. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, last week we talked about this word substance, literally meaning a standing under, or like a title deed. I said last week again that faith is the title deed of things hoped for. Verse 2, for by the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Key scripture here in, in my heart tonight, and again, this was the last scripture I did last week, the, world, the worlds were framed by the Word of God. You know, we've seen that when the Word of God was spoken, that the earth was created, that man was created, that God said, let there be light. And we also know that when words are being spoken, the Word of God being spoken, that that is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Jesus spoke the world into existence. He spoke our existence into place. The, the earth, the things of the earth were spoken by the word of God. The worlds were framed by his word. And this Greek word framed means to arrange, to set in order, to equip, to adjust, to complete what is lacking, making fully ready, repair, and prepare. Now, as, as I'm just reading that definition right now, I'm starting to see that if I will walk out God's word, that these things come into play for me. What I mean is my life all of a sudden begins to be arranged, set in order, equipped, complete, completing what is lacking, making fully ready, repairing, and preparing. Can you see that the earth was formed, the world was formed by faith, was formed by the Word of God, and when I walk out the Word of God, I get formed by it. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 <laughs> that's, a, that's scary. <laughs> amen. Amen. All right. I just got an uh, announcement that it's, we decorate the church after service tonight. Okay, so you all remember. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we decorate the church after service. Um, all right, let's, let's start uh, some new stuff tonight. Verse 4, by faith, everybody say faith. faith. Now, man, that's a place to respond there too. It's not just amen you have to respond to. When I say, and I say faith, you say. Faith. <laughs> amen. <laughs> 
Oh, David has worked this out with me. And I told David, I said, David, I don't want them just to say it when I say amen. I want them to say it when God moves in their heart when I'm preaching. When the word of God in worship, when God moves, release it then. There we go. You don't have to be told what to say. You need to react. We, we, want the, we want the word to get in us. And not just in service where we say amen or right on or preach it or oh, that wasn't very good. We, we, we get out in the world and we're full of the spirit. We're full of the word and we can't contain it and we let go. We want to be filled up and overflow. And that's what I want to happen in here in service is that we get filled up and start overflowing. And then we get, we get filled up and we go out into the world. We start affecting the world. Instead, we sit here and we think, man, that was a good word and I probably should have reacted, but I didn't. Well, don't do that. React. Learn to let your, let your, let your spirit move. Be moved. Verse 4, by faith... Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still, being dead, still speaks. Again, we are going to see here in, verse, in chapter 11, these great men and women of God going before us, these great men and women of faith going before us. Now, I want you to know that these men and women are just like us. It said that Elijah was a man just like us. We don't need to put them on such a pedestal that we just say, man, that must have been great to be that kind of man of God. No, 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 no. We have the scripture so that we can be men and women of God just like this. They didn't have the new covenant, they had the old covenant. We have the new covenant. Jesus, the Lamb of God, has died for us so that we don't have to operate under the things that they operated under. We're operating under grace. We're operating under the blood of Jesus, not the blood of bulls and goats. So we are, I believe, we are even more equipped, more well-equipped. So don't... And it happens in church so many times you look at your pastor and you think he's here and, and I'm there. No, don't do that. We are here to get equipped to go out here and change the world, change our family, change ourselves. Now listen, these stories are, are, I would hope, as we get a year down the road walking in faith, these stories become our stories. We have stories just like this. Facing giants, facing disaster. Facing a great need and God coming through. I believe many of you already have those stories. Well, the world needs to hear them. Okay, so Abel's, Abel's act, act of worship still testifies to the fact that a true worshiper must come in faith. Presenting the sacrifice required by God. God was pleased by the heart of the sacrificer, not the sacrifice itself. I don't, believe, I don't believe it was because of the difference of the sacrifice itself. I believe it was because of the, between Cain and Abel, it was, it was between the heart. God looked at the heart and said, I like this one. I don't like that one. I know your heart. 
God wants your heart. God wants your heart. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had testimony, what? That he pleased God. Enoch was taken away before his physical death because he pleased God by taking him at his word and living his life accordingly. Verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Big, big scripture. We could stay here forever. Knowing how to please God. Big deal. Knowing how to please God. A life of faith is one who seeks him Diligently. What are you diligent about? What are you diligent about? And it says that if you will believe, believing that He will reward you for it, believing that He will reward you, He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. That he is what? That he is God. That he is real. That he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That he does hold the universe in the span of his hand. That he created us. He is the beginning and the end. He is. You've got to believe. You can't see it. You can't see it with your physical eyes but you know it as well as anything that you've ever seen. That he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now catch this. Those with faith believes that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him. You don't need to just get tied up with the last part that he rewards those that seek him. No, he's talking about a man of faith believes he's a rewarder. Believes he's a rewarder to those who seek him. God wants you to believe that he will give you your breakthrough if you will seek him. He wants you to know it beforehand. Those that diligently seek him already know they're going to get rewarded for it. They must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So some of you have come in here with a prayer need. What I want you to do right now, right where you sit, is pray to the Lord to meet that need and start telling him, I believe you're going to meet it. I believe you're going to meet it. I believe you're going to meet it. I believe it's your will. It says it in your word that it's your will, that you give me healing, that I am a product of one that that is a child of God, and as a child of God, you want to heal me. 
And I believe you want to heal me. I believe you want to heal my wife. I believe you want to heal my spouse. I believe you want to heal this person. I believe you want me to not be the tail but be the head. I believe you want me to be the lender and not the borrower. I believe you want me to be a success, not a failure. I believe you want my children to, my seed, to possess the gates of the enemy, not the enemy possess the gates of my kids. I believe it, Lord. I believe it, Lord. I believe it, Lord. And you know, if you'll keep saying it, you get on the crazy cycle. You get on the good, you get on the faith cycle. And faith brings forth faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And by hearing the word of God, you get faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And by hearing the word of God, and you start speaking the word of God. It goes in your ears and you start getting faith. And all of a sudden, you do believe it. And you know what? Those who believe without... Those who believe, please God. Forget the reward. You don't have to worry about the reward. God's going to reward you. We believe it. We don't, even have to, we don't even have to worry about the reward. God, you're going to reward me. I'm diligently seeking you. Well, are you seeking me because you reward me? Well, that's okay. I told you I would reward you, and I expect you to believe that I'm going to reward you, so I'm going to diligently seek you because you reward, will reward me. That's not selfish. That's those with faith. And those with faith, please God. Man, that's good. The energizing cycle. I know what I said it as a joke, but Aaron chimed in. Where are you, Aaron? Yeah, Aaron chimed in the crazy cycle on Sunday. Not bad, just different. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, by the way, our, our newest member, no, not member, come on, Aaron, you got to get on the, you got to get on the, get on the, the right train here, I'm kidding. Our newest um, church home mem- uh, member, uh, addition, thank you, Mr. Creed Hamby, they had their baby on Monday, amen. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron, I made that about as awkward as I could make it. Uh, all right. All right, let's, let's have some fun here just for a minute. When you are trying to please God without the Word, you are wasting your time. When you try to please God your way, it doesn't work. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. God has given us the way to please Him. There is no reason why a spirit-filled, blood-bought believer, there's no reason why they shouldn't be pleasing God. No reason. But when we try to please Him our way, we're like a clanging cymbal. It's like, I know you're down there trying, but why don't you try the right way? What you're doing over here is just, you're just wasting your time. You're off. I've told you how to be on. It's very easy. Get on. Get on my word. It works. All the time. Quit trying to do it your way and get God to bless it. Do it God's way. He's on the hook to bless it. We believe he's going to bless it. He will bless it. Belief is an acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists. That's the definition, but I believe it's so much more than that. 
true belief will translate into action. If I really believe it, I will walk in it. Did any of y'all see this nut jump off a light rack into a crowd? Stupid. Wound up hurting the people under. He didn't get hurt, but the people under him got hurt. This band member climbed up a ladder and jumped off a lighting tower into the crowd. Instead of just stage diving, he climbed up there and dove. Well, he believed his people were going to catch him. (laughs) Belief. Is God worthy? Is God faithful to care for you? A true believer will act accordingly. I I want to get so in the Word, seeking Him diligently, that I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of God coming through for me or not. Now, there's a difference in the fear of the Lord and a false fear. There's a fear that God doesn't give us, and then there's a good fear of the Lord. But I don't want to be afraid of whether or not God's going to come through for me. God's going to come through for me. You walk in what you believe. God wants you to believe Him so much that you literally walk in it, knowing that it will come true. Knowing full well that it is true, and it will come true because it is true. Just like gravity. If I jump off the stage, I will hit the ground. Every time. 100% of the time. Gravity is faithful. Right? If I jump off, I'm going to go down. But you don't see it. But you believe it. And the things of this world are going to fade away. God isn't. Ever. God is faithful. All the time. Let me close with this last one. Verse 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, there's that fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he commended the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Noah really proved that he believed in God. Now, I want you to think about this just for a second. Number one, could you imagine building a boat that didn't fit your area? You just built it out in your backyard. But imagine building a boat where there's no water anywhere near. And building a boat so large. You could see, we saw just here in the scripture, he was warned of things not yet seen. But here he goes building this boat. Now, we've all read the story. We all know it. But do you realize it had never rained? It hadn't rained. Noah's saying it's going to rain. What's rain? You're a nut, Noah. And, you know, he kept saying, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. Right up until he wasn't crazy. And he's pleading to everyone, get on the boat. You're crazy, Noah. Until he wasn't crazy. Until, God, until Noah became the heir of righteousness. 
Now that's got some bite to it, doesn't it? Noah believed. I don't know that Noah believed it was going to rain. He didn't know what rain was. I believe Noah believed God. God said, build the boat, build the boat. Well, how, God, am I ever going to get these animals on the boat? It's not your problem. I'll take care of it. You do your one little part. And you know, with the Word of God in your life, you do your part. Do you know what that part will do for you? It will save your household. It will save your household. But Noah proved himself himself a man of faith. And by proving himself a man of faith, his household was saved. Now I'm going to close with this. This is kind of a funny thing that happened last night. Elizabeth was at class, but we're sitting at dinner, and Rita Marie's got her boyfriend there, and they're about to go to the uh, basketball game, and we're all eating around the table. And uh, Rita Marie's boyfriend's name is Bud, and Bud was saying how this person he saw he was related to. And he just made a comment, man, I'm related to so many people. And one of the kids just giggled, yeah, you're related to Rita Marie because Eli married Katie. And Katie, anyway, they made this big circle that somehow Bud and Rita Marie were related. And Bud's like, no, we're not related. I said, well, yeah. You go back far enough. Go all the way back to Adam, and we're all related. And they're all looking around like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean, what do I mean? And I said, well, let me ask you this question. Who do you think Cain and Abel married? Who did they? Who did a Noah's kids marry? You know, they had their spouses with them, the immediate family. I'm not trying to say incest or we need to marry our cousins or anything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, think for a minute. You know, do you ever just, just have those moments in Scripture where, man, what was going on there? And Sarah Beck goes, who's Cain and Abel? <laughs> and I'm like, what? Cain and Abel? Adam and Eve's kids. Oh, well, who did they marry? Just a question. You know, I just, I, I, I think that's what, when it talks about Scripture, about eat, talking about it when you're sitting at the table, talking about it when you're going to and fro, it doesn't always have to be, you're going to hell if you sin. Don't you sin when you go to school today. You know, hell, fire, and damnation. Kids are scared half to death going to school. No, it doesn't have to be like that. It can be like, you know what? We are all kind of related. How did it all start? It started with Adam and Eve. But did you ever think who married Cain and Abel? And they're like, who's Cain and Abel? Well, good, I'll just tell you. It's Adam and Eve's kids, and this is what happened. You know, they knew who Cain and Abel was. They've been hearing the Bible stories, but sometimes you just don't put it together. But it's sitting there and talking about it and realizing, you know what, this is what we believe. This is who we believe in. God created Adam and Eve. It started right there. And then at one point, Noah proved himself faithful. God wiped out the planet but saved Noah because of his faithfulness. 
the entire uh, tribe, uh, the entire Hebrew tribe came from one man, came from Abraham, because God found him faithful. When God finds you faithful, he blesses you. We're going to see on the next scripture, Abraham. God says, I want you to move. I'm going to go give you all this. But Abraham had no idea where he was going. But what did he do? He went. Why? Because he knew God. Isn't that good? All right. Y'all stand up with me. Let's pray. Hope I didn't just give you a complete weird feeling. Elizabeth's up here going, would you just please just move on? You know, you're... <laughs> Bud and Rita Marie are not related. <laughs> no, you're right. Father, we just, we just thank you for how great you are. And Lord, we do just exalt you for you are our God. We believe that you are our God, that you are our creator. You are the creator of heaven and earth. Lord, you are the creator of marriage. You are the creator of life. God, you are love. And Lord, you love us. And Lord, we are loved. And we are well cared for. We believe that you are going to care for us even more than you care for the birds of the air. I just thank you, Lord, that you are there with us. You are there with us. Lord, we just praise you and we just honor you and we just bless you. Father, I just speak healing over this church body. Just speak that the power, Jesus, the power that you walked in, Lord, we walk in. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that's in us. And in Jesus' name, just release your healing power in this place. Lord, over that child that Miss Debbie mentioned, over this uh, report of cancer for Joyce Key's mother, Lord, over um, just all the, all the issues that we have, Lord, you are our provider. You are our deliverer. You are our restorer. We believe you. We just lay these negative reports aside and we just say we believe you. Bless your holy name. Let us be a church of faith. Let us be a church that diligently seeks you and believes that you are a rewarder. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Let's all uh, do some uh, Christmas decorating. And Sunday night, everybody come out for dinner. God bless you.